Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm great. Uh, welcome, dudes. Welcome to dude. That's fucked up. Dude, that's fucked up. Dude, uh, there's going to be a lot of just fucked in this one. There's a lot yeah, of dude. A lot of fucked up. Fucked. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked. Uh, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm Nicole. I don't know if people are still confusing our voices. Uh, that's funny to me. I think it is really funny. But oh, we sound very well. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Sometimes, though, uh, one of my coworkers one time was like, I love when you guys both, like, sigh at the same time. Like, we'll be like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's just like, or we're just like, uh, together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, Chrissy Teigen face together. <laughs> yeah. The more we um, do this, maybe the more we're sounding the same, too, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah, like, but, Yeah. Yeah. In case, in case people are, if you're like just tuning in, maybe this is like only the like second or third episode you've ever listened to, and you're like, who is talking right now? Yeah. My name is Aaron. Yeah. My husband's name is DJ. Uh-huh. I am pregnant. I have two cats. Oh, those are all good. Like if good you baseline. Talk, yeah. Like, yeah. If you say, oh, me and DJ, or oh, now that I'm pregnant, or oh, yeah. the cats did this, then you know yeah. that's Aaron. Yeah. I, I have. Uh, brown darker brownish hair that's dyed that's i don't know what the original color is it's i think it's really dark brown at this point but i don't know you're um, wearing a bold red lip oh your hair's yes. not gray yet like mine oh i don't know uh it's getting gray i frequently dye it so oh, okay I, I don't know um yeah so those are the differences nicole yeah. Maybe I, some top line info for oh, you. I'm Nicole. Um, my boyfriend slash domestic partner's name is Pete. Um, I live in Los Angeles. I yes. talk about the comedy scene a lot, and yes. um, uh, that's about it. I don't. Yeah. I don't have other. I don't have pets or anything that I talk about. You can just get up and go whenever you want to. Yeah, I could get up and go. I have nothing tying me down. No. Nope. Uh, 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 I have braces, so I occasionally mm. have what I will think, what I will refer to as a lisp. Yeah. Um, but it's getting better. I think maybe I, it might be getting worse because my teeth are moving, and so like every like my bite is changing. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's getting hard. Weird. Yeah, but I don't notice it. Um, and if you do every now and then have a little lisp slip, uh, <laughs> oh, that's no. okay. I, I, I can't I had, even say that. I don't think lisp. Lisp slip. Uh, yeah. I had to do phys- or physical. <laughs> I had to do speech therapy when I was a kid because I had a uh, full blown major lisp. So it is physical therapy in a way. It is. Yeah, you have to like physically hold your tongue in place, like oh into God. the right place. Yeah. So. Oh. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that's us. How about you guys? How's everything going? I hope you're all good. Yeah. Um, do we have any business? The only thing I can ever think to say is that you should check out our website. It's yeah dtfupodcast.com and there's so many things that you can do there like go to our patreon it's patreon.com backslash dtfu podcast uh Mm -hmm. there's a link you could go to if you don't want to type that into a browser that will take you there um (laughs) same with whatever platform you want to listen on there's all kinds or whatever platform you want to follow us on in terms of like social Socialmeds, yeah we have all the things on there so we have a store like we have a store where you could buy a t-shirt and oh stickers so Ugh. fun so much stuff 
Anyway, that's all the biz. Um, I don't have anything very fucked up this week. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, I guess a fun thing that's been happening to me uh, because of pregnancy is Uh that my anxiety levels are through the roof. Oh. It's fun. Yeah. So that's the thing. Is that like, is it, how does that manifest for you? Like, how does your anxiety manifest itself? Uh, I get a back spasm. So actually. Great. That sounds like a fun time. That's a really fun, fun time for me. Um, I, I get back spasms and I like can't sleep very well, but that's like all part and parcel of like being uncomfortable anyway. So I'm like taking it in stride. Um, I'm getting a massage, like a prenatal massage today though. So that should help. Yeah. Oh, that's got to so take nice. care of yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. Self-care. So. Well, you got, you're taking care of yourself and your baby, so. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got to do what you can to make sure it's yeah. like, a, a, make sure the baby's in like a relaxed environment. Yeah. That's like low anxiety and like yeah. e- eating all the best foods and that, it's good. Yeah. I'm drinking a green juice right now. I'm like, Ooh. you know, yeah. It's pasteurized. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. People get really like upset about, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But does that matter? Because, like, you could eat raw vegetables. Well, you've seen people getting sick from vegetables these days, so you have to, like, really wash them really good. Yeah, yeah. But the pasteurization thing is just, like, more like, I don't know, oh. it, bacteria could grow and manifest easier if it's not. I don't know. Oh. Whatever. I'm <sighs> – yeah. Whatever. Just following the rules, yeah. Just following just the rules. Doing what you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I got. What about you? Okay. Um, I have something that, uh, it's like really embarrassing. I don't know. I I feel like Pete and I have never like talked about our, um, past, which is good. Do you mean past sexual history? Yeah. Or like dating or whatever. Like we, like I, I don't know. I know he had like a really serious girlfriend before me at some point in college. Uh, but I don't know what her name was. I don't know how many people he slept with. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. Cause oh I don't my care. God. I like literally asked DJ, I'm like, how many people have you slept with? Like, like the first, like, like two weeks or something we started dating. <laughs> and I like so told you him know? all my, uh, he, I don't think he can count <laughs> oh. or, <laughs> or oh. he can, but he didn't want to like, Throw out some weird, crazy number, but what a I know he was. I know he was like doing some things. He's hot. Yeah. Well, and you, and which is the opposite from you because you were like a relationship person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I I just don't want to know. But and also, yeah. I don't think Pete knows like the details of how I lost my virginity. But if he listens to the podcast, <laughs> obviously, any anywho, this is relevant. so you wanted to head it off at the past, maybe a little bit before this episode. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, uh, also with this podcast and with like my comedy trajectory, my lisp just popped up. My comedy trajectory, like yeah. I am, like becoming more. Uh, I'm becoming less filtered and I'm like, you know what? I, I can just be me. Who cares? No one's judging me at this point. I'm in my thirties. People yeah, are, are dicks if they're, so we are like, so I, I just talk more about things now. So we yeah. were on a walk and I, there's a guy who's like tall and gangly, uh, and like wearing, 
I don't even know what these hats are called, but it's like kind of like a um, the village people police hat kind of. It's like leather. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, but it, but it, and it looks like a muffin top kind of with a bill, but this one was denim and the guy was also wearing a denim jacket. And I'm pretty sure the guy I lost my virginity to had that same outfit. And so I was like, oh, like a Peaky Blinders hat. Yeah. 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 But like, denim. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but what did the guy that you lost your virginity to have a denim one or was it? Uh, Yeah, no. For sure he did. It was bad. And I think he wore a vest with it. Uh, But he was uh, like European, right? I know, but I don't know if that that makes it right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) He was like channeling some like, you know, I don't know, like vibes that you can't really pull off if you're American. (laughs) Uh, Well, this guy, yeah, true. This guy was, I think was American and was not pulling it off. And it was just like really weird and i was like oh no and and pete's like what and i'm like that looks like the guy i lost my virginity to like <laughs> that same outfit it's like ptsd oh, and no. Pete was like oh no <laughs> he's like ah, i feel really bad for you <laughs> yeah i was like oh i only slept with him once and then i moved on to someone else in his band so it's fine i think it's cool i mean i, I mean was, i, I re- don't want to re- brag or anything but I remember that time. That was a wild time. I mean, I, I feel like if you haven't really hung out with a band or a gross group of dudes in your life, like as a lady. What were you doing in your early 20s? You know, that's like, like what a were lot, you doing? A lot of us. I mean, a lot of people didn't. And it's probably for the best. But a lot of a lot of us did. And, you know, it really uh, it could be really gross. <laughs> I've had, like, I've had not PTSD. Actually, it's been, like, fond memories, I feel like, Mm -hmm. this week with this topic. Because it's been, like, fun. And I'm like, yeah, I had that little streak. And I could totally see myself. This morning, Pete and I were driving. And, like, I was, like, taking him to the bus or whatever. And he was like, oh, man, that was, like, crazy uh, this time we're going to talk about today and like, this band. And I was like, dude, you, you think it's crazy or, like, gross? I think it's like I would have been there every night in in the fucking front row, like mm-hmm. pulling up my shirt, showing my titties. Yeah. I would have been crazy. fucking in the bathroom of the fucking rainbow in the, room. Yeah. yeah. Or the yeah. whiskey go go. <laughs> yeah. I, mm-hmm. Fucking probably whatever. I mean, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, chances are I wouldn't have made it to the band because, yeah, there's probably I- hotter girls. But, <laughs> no. but you know, the, it- the roadie guy, I would have been like, hey, guy. <laughs> What up, dude? Uh, yeah, this was a wild time in life. Uh, we're talking today specifically about Motley Crue. Oh my god, sexy! I guess so much leather daddies. I love it. I don't know that that's what they were specifically going for, but no, they sure but they, were wearing some they things. Sure, ended up looking like them sometimes yeah. on stage, and I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. So Motley Crue, if you don't know, um, was like, if you're like, who is this dusty ass old, old band? (laughs) Motley Crue was one of the biggest metal bands of the 80s. Um, They uh, like, if you're like trying to envision them, because there was a lot of them during this time, but just think crazy mullet hair, platform Mm -hmm. shoes, Mm -hmm. chips, dips, chains, whips. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Like, Ooh, there's just a I'm lot hungry. happening. 
<laughs> for all of it. But all mostly it. the chips and dip. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, yeah, I was like watching like some like documentaries about them and mm-hmm. I was just like, they're wearing full on like leather daddy like yeah. outfits that you would see at a leather daddy convention that happens in DC every na- every year. Like, Dude, I, and they were looking toy. Oh my God. They were so thin and so like some oh good, God. there was like, it was crazy. So, yeah. and then also I was like, wait, this is like right after Kiss. So they're emulating Kiss a lot. Um, so we were like, what is the, like, what's the, I guess the aesthetic was like that. If you're thinking, if you're trying to envision, but yeah. only like in my personal opinion, a little bit more messy. A Messier lot more messy. And less like costumey. Like it was no. like not as costumey as Kiss, but they were heavily influenced by Kiss. I also love Kiss, which is not a popular opinion. People no. hate Kiss. People yeah. hate Kiss. I fucking love them. So I'm not like a huge fan, but like I can appreciate some of their yeah. songs. The people um, I don't like. I don't yeah. like the people, but I like them as a band and their music. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but they were, I, I, Kiss was, like, a big influence on them during, yeah. like, after, like, the, the you know, 70s when they were popular, yeah. going into the 80s when um, all these, like, kind of hair metal, I guess, I would call it, like, pop metal yeah. started becoming huge. Um, they were, yeah, and they were, like, less theatrical than Kiss. Like, they didn't really wear paint, like, face paint. No. I think um, on the cover of their first album, though, they have, they have like, a little bit on, and it, that mm-hmm. was just, like... You know, a little fun. Yeah. Um, But yeah, very glam. But they weren't like a character. Like there wasn't the one that's the cat. Yeah. (laughs) Like what the fuck was that? (laughs) Fuck off. I hate that. It's like you picked the worst possible makeup. It's like, meow. <laughs> what? What? Where did that come from? I always, for Ace Freely I would, I would is Spaceman, that- right? Huh? Ace Freely is Spaceman. I don't fucking know, dude. Oh, You're okay, asking okay. the wrong person. Something but, like, Chris. If if I was in Kiss, I would be the cat probably, so I don't know why I'm like, Ew, bitch, you would not. Yes, I would. <laughs> Ew, no, you wouldn't. I'd be like, You're gonna be the cat and you'd be like, No, you're right, let's be something else. I wh- who is the star person? Uh, Gene was that Gene Simmons? Uh, uh no, the lead? The star. No, like the one that had the star. Oh on their eye. I think that's uh uh Paul Stanley, the lead singer. Oh, okay. And then um, Gene Simmons has like the weird like two. Yeah. But, but And then there's the cat, man. I like the cat. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that just has like a butthole mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even envision this. <laughs> That's oh the one I'd be. <laughs> it's just like. one that just has butthole mouth yeah <laughs> and then there's one that's just like full-on kabuki makeup they didn't even try it like, yeah it's like I what don't i don't what even happened? remember the other one so uh but yeah they were not kiss though that was the thing yeah. however they were very gender bending kind of like how kiss was and they were makeup like blush and they were, stuff yeah, yeah 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 uh and they like really did their hair and um they didn't they weren't as uh they didn't have like they had crazy stage shows but it wasn't like as theatrical as kiss like they lit themselves on fire and stuff and they (laughs) use like they use like pentagrams and like some satanic kind of iconography in their 
in their stuff and like got accused of like Satanism and stuff, which yeah, cool. Um, but they like they're just like yeah, we're just <laughs> we're just trying to be fucking weird. So yeah, and they were just like gross. I don't know. They uh, I like when I like look at them. Yeah. Or, like, see pictures of them or see them, like, on stage, you know, like, music videos or whatever. I think it's – I think of an overflowing ashtray, whiskey vomit, and crabs, like, the STD. <laughs> yeah. That's probably – I mean, I don't – but that's is that, the like, vibe. But, like, is that bad? Yes. Like, <laughs> for me, personally. But, like, but like is – in your 20s – hot to trot is that enough to overlook them probably not because your your brain your brain's still developing and (laughs) can't make good decisions so yeah Uh, yeah. um so yeah the rock and roll scene on the sunset strip this is where they were doing their thing they're from california and they that's where they got all got together in uh the early 80s the rock and roll scene on the sunset strip was wild in the early 80s like uh we're talking the Roxy, the Whiskey A Go Go, the Troubadour, the Rainbow, like these are all the the venues that were the wildest where all yeah. these bands played. And uh, have you been talk- to any of those places? I've been to the Whiskey. Same. Um, I think I've been to the Troubadour. Same. But I remember our friend, our friend's band played at the Whiskey. Uh huh. Did you go? That- yeah, I totally. Oh, did. me too. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I've been a couple times actually. I think for I have different too. things. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's gross. It's cool. You could smell. You could smell everything that's happened oh, there over the past thirty years or whatever. It's like beer and vomit. Yeah, and Ooh. cigarettes. Yep. And, and it's crabs. like not. And it's not that like impressive. Like it's not like this huge venue. It's like pretty yeah. small. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not that big. No. Uh, but it's cool. It's awesome. It's history. Mm-hmm. You just think about like the Doors played there, and like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and like in the early eighties. Super gnarly groupies, tons of drugs, so much hair, um, and like I said, there's this like the pop metal movement was really sweeping through LA at this time. Um, some of like the biggest bands that would play on the Sunset Strip were Poison, Guns N' Roses, Quiet Riot, Twisted Sister, Wasp, Rat, White Snake, Van Halen, um, Skid Row, like all of these. All these guys were very popular back then, but yeah. Motley Crue was the one dominating, I think. Yeah. Back then. I feel like uh, in their come up, like they were like dominating. They I think they didn't go on to be as big as some of the other bands. Sure. But I, like yeah. they were like this was their moment in their time. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was in- crazy they were getting all the ladies oh my god they were wild i mean so it was four dudes started in 1981 um like they had a really kind of started off with like kind of a punk rock sound Mm -hmm. uh because punk was like starting to get really popular um but there was also like a lot of new wave stuff that was happening um this was like a really interesting time in music i think um, yeah, and it, it was, was so different. Like this, yeah. uh, there were so many different movements happening, which I guess isn't different from today in music. You know, there's so many genres that like are very separate from each other, right? But I feel like, like this, 
just now that we're talking about this, it's like, oh man, the, this was like the LA music scene. The New York music scene in the 80s was so different. So, so different. Blondie yeah. and like everything happening at CBGB and like, you know, it was like a little more grittier and more hardcore. And this was like more LA, more glam and like. Yeah. And we also, I mean, like the punk was different because that was. That was the sa- all kind of happening at the same time. Yeah. But this genre of music really set itself apart with their kind of aesthetic and they're just like really hard partying and um, like it was fun music. Like yeah. it wasn't – it was it was pretty upbeat. It was yeah. kind of silly, kind of theatrical. Yeah. Whereas like I think punk at the time was just like super gritty, super um, just very – intense (laughs) yeah well and this was the kind of music that would eventually like chart on like the billboard top charts and stuff whereas i think some of the punk music was just too much like this was oh yeah that was like more underground this was yeah this was this this made it to the mainstream more than than anything else yeah um and i think a lot of that had to do with like the sex appeal and just like the fun vibe yeah uh, happening at this time in LA. Um, mm-hmm. So started by the bass player, uh, Nikki Six. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They, do you, uh, do people know who these people, I mean, we're going to talk maybe about who not. these people are. But yeah. like, I, I like know Motley Crue a little bit from, mostly from a lot of the things we're going like to talk pop about. pop culture. Yeah, yeah, pop culture. Wasn't Nikki Six engaged to Kat Von D for a while, like right before she got really famous? They dated. Do you remember that? Yeah, okay. in, the, in like the early, like mid, early, mid 2000s. Okay. And like, like all, when all the grossest like trends were happening. <laughs> Ew, yeah, like, like tattooing your face with stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Tommy Lee also did. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Nikki Six was the bass player. He mm-hmm. started it. He, uh, he got Vince Neal, um, who was, I think, super young at the time. Uh, Oh, no. The youngest one was Tommy, Tommy Uh, Lee, mm -hmm. who dated Pamela Anderson. We all know him from their sex tape. Oh, my God. And he was the drummer. And then Vince Neil was the lead singer. And their lead guitarist was Mick Mars. uh, I don't know who that is. Um, He's, like, a little older. He, like, put out an ad and was like, I want to fucking play some gnarly guitar with somebody. (laughs) I don't know. And and Nikki Six was like, fuck yeah, let's. Let's start a band, and then they picked up Vince Neil and Tommy. Oh yeah, yeah, because Vince Neil was part of another band that was like kind of starting to get a little bit of popularity, and they're like, "We want that guy in our band." Yeah, and yeah, then it Vince, all went click. Yeah, Molly Vince Neil was in like this band called London that was like yeah, kind of breaking out, but and playing all the clubs and stuff. But yeah, they they poached him, and then they started their band. Um, have you seen the Tommy Lee sex tape? Um, yes. <gasps> oh, okay. Unfortunately. The whole I've thing? seen part, not the whole thing. I've seen Have you seen it. this part? I, cause I asked Pete, Pete goes, uh, oh, have you seen the video? And I was like, no, or something. I don't know. But anyway, is there a part where he honks the horn of the boat with his dong? Yeah. Ew, why? Yeah. <laughs> cause why not? You know? That's weird. There's a part where they pull over to fuck on the side of the freeway, and it's the off ramp that <laughs> that go, that leads to my grandparents' house. <laughs> 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 
And I was just like, oh my fucking God. And I couldn't constant, I would, I would like, didn't, I was just like, this is gross. I'd like, I'm, I don't want to watch this first of all. Oh my God. And then I'm like realizing, I'm like, huh, that's where uh, you pull off to go to my grandparents' house. (laughs) Is it, is it sexy or gross? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of icky. I don't know. It was like when Pam Anderson was in her prime and I mean, Tommy Lee was still like kind of hot, but yeah, he wasn't like a, a fruit leather yet. No, (laughs) a fruit leather daddy, (laughs) a fruit roll up. Uh, no, (laughs) he wasn't a fruit by the foot leather daddy. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, no, uh, I think they, like, went to Havasu, and it was just, like, it's just, like, trashy. It's just, like, ugh, you know? Ugh. Yeah. Um, but, unfortunately, I have seen parts of it, and it all I could think about is how they were fucking on the side of the freeway where the where off-ramp is live. for my grandparents. Yeah, so that's uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, Barstow. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> or, like... T- like the gro- like the armpit of California is where they were on the side of the freeway having sex. It's like, okay. Well. So unsexy. Um, so yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not sexy. Anyway, Mm-mm. moving on. Uh, so Motley Crue became such a big deal because honestly, they had some really good songs. Um, so they good. sold a shit ton of records uh, and they were the first like legit – metal bands that like kind of made broke into the mainstream yeah they were like competing on like billboard yeah top charts they were charting their songs were charting like in the top 200 uh i think they only had one album get to number one uh which would come later but like the some of their early songs were like getting enough radio play and people were buying them enough that they were like charting with like you know michael jackson and pat benatar and all the songs that were like yeah popular that we in think the of early in 80s. The 80s yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so like and they were also like the first metal band to do uh the ballad oh the yeah. like and the rock so ballad good. it's so good um so some of their best songs uh that you probably you guys probably have heard of um girls 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 girls, girls. girls. yeah girls 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 <laughs> Uh, Shout at the Devil, that was like their first album, and that yeah. was like the, the title track from that album. Uh, really good. He's a wolf screaming lonely in the night, he's a blood stain on the stage, he's a tear in your eye, you've been tipped by his lie, he's a knife in your back, he's rage. Shout, 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 shout at the, the devil. devil. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Home Sweet Home is their ballad. <laughs> Um, it's like about life on the road and it's really good. Um, Mm -hmm. and then I've mentioned Dr. Feelgood in the Dr. Feelgood episode. This episode actually harkens back to a lot of previous episodes that we've done. It's pretty weird. So Dr. Feelgood, uh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. He's the one that called Dr. Feelgood. He's the one that makes you feel all All right. right. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, I like kickstart my heart, uh, a lot. That's a good one. Uh, that was... We'll get to this later, but that was after a near tragedy befell the band. It was, um, uh, yeah, based on a, a, a true event. True event. Uh, smoking in the boys' room, 
Oh, Real fun one. So good. Smoking in the boys room. Um, Live Wire. That's a really good one. And I think maybe my favorite Motley Crue song. It's very high energy. And, and that's of, one of their first songs. Yeah, that's one of their first songs. Yeah. I like the breaks in it. There's like these little breaks where like the music stops for a second and they seem yeah. like a little. Yeah, I, I like that. It's a lot. it's a really fun like high almost like kind of punky kind of song. Yeah, it's I, it's good. I don't have any of these. I have "Shout at the Devil" on like my running mix, but I'll, listening to most of these songs, I'm like, oh, I should just like this is great music to exercise to. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fun. High energy. Uh, I grew up. With a lot of, like, Motley Crue on the radio, uh, just because it was always on the radio yeah. while I, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, like, it was, it was like, the pop music then, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, at least what my dad had on the radio on his rock station. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so they were they, – and there's, like, a ton more other, like, really good songs, but those are mm-hmm. just some of the, in my opinion, some of their best songs. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, but they were still just like they're doing it, but they were like also just like still like kind of like ripping off a lot of like older rockers. Yeah. Well, they were kind of posery because like I, I mean, I don't know. You know how we were talking about this a little bit, like texting about it yesterday when we were yeah. doing our notes and stuff, and um, I just feel like there was something genuine about music in the seventies, like oh yeah, where it was like maybe a little bit more spiritual or maybe <laughs> a little bit more about like the journey, man, and like feeling the music. And then in the eighties, which was the eighties in general, I mean, it was so excessive yes. and like so um, shallow, and people were you know it, it was, it was just, all like, based on like marketing yeah. yeah yeah um so it didn't have that feeling to it and like even the cover of of their um live the album that Livewire's from it's like a rip off of the sticky fingers album artwork from the rolling stones mm. and i was like kind of annoyed at that but also like really the point of being musicians in the 80s was to have fun and get women like that's what the point was. I mean, like, yeah. the music was good, but, like, I don't know. It's, like, it, 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 so... It really... They personified, I think, the decade pretty well. Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as, like, the excess, the grossness, the tackiness, yeah. the um, kind of riding the wave of, like, I I, I guess, like, underst- like, they understood... They just didn't give a fuck. That was the thing. It was, like, kind of, like, this entitled vibe that the 80s also had a lot of um and people were just like reckless in the 80s like doing tons of cocaine like it was it was a lot of things happening well and like this music's good like it's fun music and it's good but it's like you it's like no one's remembering them for like their like these songs aren't the number one songs of all time like you could hear one of these and be like oh this is fun but then you hear like a Led Zeppelin song, and you're like, oh, fuck. This is, like, a billion times better. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, you know, know. Led, Led Zeppelin ripped off a lot of their music from, yeah. from people, too. Like, yeah. Like, black artists. Yeah, so from, specifically. from blues musicians and yeah, shit. So, yeah, so it's like every generation has their kind of, I guess, built-in shittiness. But yeah. it's like how they – it's everything's a remix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. highly recommend that YouTube uh, – series everything's a remix oh 
That's really cool. Huh. Uh, it just like kind of talks about how like nothing is original. It's all oh, like the riffs all- are always you could always go back earlier and find like something. Yep. Yeah, it all comes from like blues and R and B and stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. interesting. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> So I, I watched a couple different documentaries, and I'm I'm watching <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here watching the the biography documentary about them, and they're all telling their stories about doing shows at the whiskey, and how they'd like do a show and have the entire fucking like club come back to their apartment, which oh is God. just like a two bedroom shitty ass apartment, oh my and God. there's like two hundred people just like in their apartment partying drinking. Like, and it just sounded so terrible. And oh my! God. I think like, <laughs> I think it just, it, they were hardcore partying. They had all these people in their, in their apartment, two bedroom apartment, breaking their shit, putting cigarettes out on the floor, vomiting. They'd have cops just breaking down their door constantly because obviously it was wild. Oh my um, God. And it was like. So gross. Like yeah. it doesn't sound good. And I'm so I'm sitting here watching this. They're doing they're talking about doing coke and drinking in their gross house apartment and cockroaches <laughs> crawling everywhere. And the door like literally falls <laughs> off its hinges and lands on top of David Lee Roth while he's sitting there doing like blow. <laughs> and the narrator goes, and the decadence escalated. And I was like, <laughs> decadence? What? Bitch, what decadence? This is not the definition of decadence. Like, decadence is like luxury. Like, oh, no. High, this like, is, oh, my this God. Is, this is excess and, and debauchery. <laughs> this is like, think of the most disgusting frat house, like, the most disgusting frat house you can possibly imagine like yeah disgusting just they haven't cleaned it there's a bunch of boys living there they're throwing parties every weekend nothing's ever really getting cleaned up and then multiply that by a patio filled with garbage because they were too fucking lazy to take it out to the street they just like put it on their patio and then add to that a bathroom that constantly ran out of toilet paper and had random magazine pages and old socks strewn about the floor covered in their shit Oh that is God. the level of this disgusting house and girls would go over there to fuck them like <laughs> in that house you're like uh, they're like oh yeah no. this is like so good you're like hang on i just have to go pee really quickly and you walk in and accidentally get your shoe caught on a piece of a magazine that they had wiped their asshole with i cannot but i, I hate still it would probably Ew, you sick ass bitch. <laughs> That's why you just go fuck in the bathroom at the whiskey and you don't Fair. have to deal with their nasty ass apartment. Oh, those bathrooms are disgusting too. Yeah, but somebody's Ugh. cleaning them at least. <laughs> yeah, true. Every night <laughs> someone's cleaning them. <laughs> I don't know. It's all bad. It's Dude, all yeah, real it's bad. bad. Um, yeah. Ew, God. I've just, I, I, I can still smell my ex-boyfriend's old college apartment. Ew. And it wasn't even that bad. It was actually like pretty clean for like a dank basement apartment. Yeah. But I, still, it oh was God. bad. I had a, yeah, someone I dated that lived in a house with a bunch of dudes. And I remember going into the bathroom and I like would, I would not walk around that house with no shoes on. Oh, fuck no, 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 no. Everything, it was always damp somehow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what happened here? Yeah. I know. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's the kind of place they lived in when they first started. But they and were fucking. They were fucking like that's all these what's women. Crazy. I mean, they weren't. They were hot, like for their time. I yeah. guess. Like, but it it is true. It's like, would I actually like if even if I had made it over there and like things were happening after seeing that house, like, would you still do it? I don't. Think I don't so. think you would. I, I know. Really I don't, don't think, think I would. would. I don't think I would. Also, but, it'd be so many people like. A small apartment with like two hundred people in it is not conducive to. Oh, anything. but once everyone left, you know. I guess. I but don't know. the thing is, too, like they eventually they got so famous they were fucking like I mean, uh, Tommy Lee was married to Heather Locklear and Pamela Anderson. Yeah. That is crazy. Not at the like, same time, but not at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's not legal, and yeah, you, no, you can't that's, do that. Yeah, he but, got married to Heather Locklear like in the mid eighties, right? Yeah. Dude, in the height of their, like, hotness. That's yeah. crazy. And she, um, is, she is a babe, dude. She is, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but they would, not only, like, would they have their shows that they would have a main line of, like, women coming through, yeah. they would have all these strip clubs and mud wrestling bars that were just, like, the they frequented constantly, and they just fucked all the strippers and mud wrestlers. I think Vince Neil married a mud wrestler. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. Oh I God. this whole thing, like this whole episode, or like you know all the research and stuff. The only thing I think is woof. Yeah. This whole woof. thing. It's like to their apartment. Woof. Woof. <laughs> to all the fucking they're doing of everyone. Woof. Like woof. it's just like. Ugh. Yeah, I they it was just so gross, and yeah. you know all the groupies. Um, oh, obviously, they had so many women coming to their shows that eventually dudes, like regular dudes, caught on that they should start going to the shows, even if they didn't care for their music. Yeah, just so they could like hook up, hook up with all these women that were at yeah. these shows. So they're all their hair. shows, all their shows just sold out because it was just like. That was they're getting people in the door. But that's the eighties. It's not about the music. It's nope. about it's about the packaging of the music. Yes. Um, so this was like just the vibe. Yeah. Uh and it in addition to that, like I had mentioned, they were just always drunk, always on drugs, Dude. like blowing lines of coke constantly, guzzling Jack bottles. Daniels. Yeah. Bottles this is of that whiskey. Era. Yep, yeah. this is that era. Um, Nikki Six was especially troubled. Yeah. <laughs> but he, so we'll talk a, a little bit about him um, as we go on. But he once got so fucked up on coke and alcohol, he drove naked through Coldwater Canyon, <laughs> which is not a, first That's of all, not you, funny. You, it's not <laughs> funny. Like, you should never drink and drive. But you can, people fucking crash on this road sober is. Yeah. Is all hell, and this guy's butt ass naked driving his car down Coldwater Canyon, yeah. high and drunk as fuck, and obviously he crashed, yeah, and yeah. almost died. Uh, but he like fucked him, he fucked his shit up, and he his shoulder, right? He, yeah, his shoulder was all fucked up, and he was like on you know pain meds and stuff forever, and he uh, started doing heroin as a result of <sighs> of uh, needing to manage his pain. Uh, he eventually ended up doing about five thousand dollars of drugs every day that was what was said in a documentary i don't know how accurate that is but oh my god that's a lot (laughs) well heroin's expensive i would imagine and coke 
maybe back the then. The good but stuff. The good ma- stuff. Yeah, the I good guess. stuff. Ma- I mean, heroin was maybe expensive then, but it's not now. Oh, that's so, sad. Well, it's yeah. also not pure now, isn't it? It's cut with Coke usually yeah. and all this other crap. But Well, Coke yeah. is cut with all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, Dude, the, it's bad. Yeah. It's he, But back he, then in the 80s, cocaine was dope as hell. Like that was oh. – it was – pure coming oh, from Colombia. Yeah, that yeah. was the era. Like, yeah. that was what was happening. Well, and they were so famous and he injured his shoulder and they were like on tour and he he didn't, like they didn't take a break, which Mm-mm. it's kind of like, I get it because it's like you're, especially when you're on that kind of like rise of fame and you're in that type of uh, job, quote unquote, or whatever. It's like, you know, you got to make your money when you can make your money and you got to Ride the wave. Right. And they were just pedal to the metal the Dude. entire time. Yeah. The, in- the entire decade of the 80s. Yeah. They were just oh, yeah. complete. This is their life. Like, and yeah. they're rising in fame and they're getting more money and they're getting, they're just, everything is coming at them and they're just, yeah. they're going for it. So this is, this is what's surprising is like as they're like, uh, as their drug use grew and stuff, so did their like music got better. It's or I mean, mm. I mean bigger, bigger, not better. bigger. I mean it they were writing, they were writing way a wave of like pre like they would make an album, yeah, and like kind of work on it, work hard, yeah, yeah, and then they they'd ride that wave and just get totally oh. obliterated on yeah. drugs and alcohol. Uh, on t- when they were on tour and during shows and whatever, yeah. uh, they they some of them would inject liquor because oh. they had such a high tolerance for the for booze and everything, and they were just like, "How can we get fucked up quicker?" And they would just inject goddamn alcohol into their veins. I don't they even are, know how you lived through that. I don't. They already had a needle in their in their arm, so it's like yeah. just put in whatever you have lying around, I guess. Yeah. Um, Vince Neil also was really not doing great during mm. their their height of their fame. He um, in 1984 he crashed his car and killed a good friend from another band. Oh. Um, I don't know this band, but me either. Hanoi, what is it? Hanoi, Hanoi Rocks. Rocks. Yeah, his Nicholas name is Razzle. Razzle. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas he, Razzle Dingley, I think. Yeah, he he. He had this – so Vince Neil had this, like, badass Pantera car that was super fast and, like, muscle car kind of thing. Yeah. Like, classic 80s fucking douchebag car. <laughs> and he was, like, wasted in drunk driving and he crashed and killed his friend. Yeah. Um, and he – it was, like, an- involved with another car. So it was, like, a kind of head-on co- collision, I guess. Yeah. But uh, he was fine. He ended up going to jail. Uh served 30 days got five years probation or sorry he was not he did not serve 30 days he was sentenced to 30 days got five years probation he had to pay out 2.6 million in restitution to the victims of the crash like not only his friend's family but the people that he other people he he injured that were in the other car they had like permanent brain damage i think yeah it was really bad uh he had to do 200 hours of community service um but he got out on Got out of jail in 15 days for good behavior. Uh, so I that's... mean, what's 30 days even for that type of shit? You know, I it's know. like whatever. I don't know. Like he it... served half that time. It's it's insane. He killed it's, yeah 
his friend and I fucked up these other people's lives and it was yeah. so fucked. But he um he was also court ordered to stay sober, but that didn't last obviously because yeah. he was in a band full of twenty <laughs> something year old assholes who yeah. were millionaires and were yeah. not supportive. They'd like do coke and drink in front of him. Well, he was trying to stay sober, but like. But also, if that if something like that happens to you and you're not you don't have the proper tools to like work through it, like therapy no. and all those things, you're gonna go in deeper, which is what happened. Because like, right? How, how, and I also, mean, he was having he fun. Up. Like yeah. he fucked up, but he was, but he was like, I oh, I think he was like devastated after this. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that he wasn't. But also, like, you, he, how do you just go back to your regular life after this? I don't know. Yeah. I Which don't is know. what he you, well, you spiral. He, yeah, he spiraled big time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he tried to stay sober, but that didn't last. Everybody yeah. was just wild as fuck, dude. Uh, everybody started doing heroin. Oh no! All of them. <laughs> That's bad. It got real bad. Um, they all dabbled, but Nikki Six was real, real hooked on heroin. He. He was a full-blown addict with, I don't even know. He just, he didn't care. He was, he was in a bad way. Um, he'd been doing heroin for at least three or four years by 1987. How uh, was that even possible? I don't know. I mean, I don't it know was, how you could do it that long. People die all the time. Like, it's I crazy. Mean, he had OD'd once before really badly. Uh, and he almost died from that but he came back and nobody knew i know I think. because the dealer that shot him up thought he died so they dumped him in a fucking dumpster yeah and he like woke up miraculously <laughs> just, like, wandered ho- back to the hotel or whatever yep. yep oh my god and that was like after a show or something i don't know it was yeah. so crazy um but in 1987 he literally died of an overdose um oh my god for two minutes officially. Um, he was part, he'd been partying all day with Slash from Guns N' Roses. Everybody knows Slash. Yeah. Um, and he was like coming off a, a tour in Japan. And so he literally landed from that, from coming back from Japan, which is a fucking long ass flight. Yeah. Landed in LA. Probably was drunk as fuck. Cause yeah, I oh. would imagine he's drinking the whole flight. On the flight. Yeah. Lands on, lands in LA calls his dealer gets hooked up um literally like picked up in a limo his dealer's in there yeah he's like here's your heroin sir (laughs) (laughs) hey he's holding up a little sign it's like nikki six yeah (laughs) with like a needle i don't know (laughs) yeah he's like it's real bad it's real bad uh and he's wearing his he's wearing his denim chauffeur hat Yeah, but he's like he's that's how he I mean honestly, that was literally what happened. He just like yeah. gets gets in the limo, shoots yeah. up, is like, "All right, I'm ready to party." Goes yeah. to his apartment, takes a shower, goes out for the rest of the day, yeah. hanging out with Slash. They are drinking and doing pills all day long. Oh and uh everybody eventually passes out and he decides, "I'm going to do some more heroin." Um and they're at a hotel which slash lived in i guess the franklin yeah. house dude these people need to manage their money buy a small <gasps> nice apartment like you don't need to be living in a hotel spending mil- thousands of dollars a day oh my lord this is 
it's not a good financial planning at all. No, no. <laughs> so he gets, uh, he gets, I think he's so fucked up that he can't even like shoot himself up. Like yeah. I think he has to have the, the dealer do it. Yeah. Uh, and he starts to OD and everybody's all fucked up, but Slash's girlfriend is like, holy fuck, and starts giving him CPR, makes somebody call the paramedics. Like, she had her shit together at least, thank God. Yeah. Um, and he gets loaded into an ambulance and rushed to the hospital. On the way there, the paramedic, like, fucking Pulp Fiction style, mm-hmm. pops him in the heart with adrenaline twice. Yeah. And he comes back. Yeah. But – in the meantime, everybody's like, he's dead. Like, Because he, he was died. already pronounced dead officially. He, yeah, he was pronounced yeah. dead. And they were like f- doing full-blown CPR. Like paramedics yeah. were like, ugh. And everybody was like, oh my God, he's dead. Like that he was yeah. with. Um, so the word gets around. His bandmates start finding out that he's dead. Everybody's yeah. like, what the fuck? He's at the hospital. He makes it, wakes up the next day. Checks himself. I don't even think he checked out of the fucking no. hospital. He just like ripped all the tubes and stuff out of his arm. Put his pants on. <laughs> put his pants on and left. Yeah. Found found some groupies who were like who had spent the night in the um, parking lot and knocked on their window because they thought he was dead and they're all crying and and he's like, "Can I get a ride home?" <laughs> and they're just like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god. Yeah. So they like drive him home and then he goes home. He shoots the biggest fucking load of heroin he's ever done in his life and he's fine oh my god yeah that's when you should i don't even know if that's rock bottom because if you can't even see it and you're still alive are you really at rock bottom i don't know no is it rock bottom like when you turn it around like i mean dying wasn't even rock bottom for him that's what that's what i'm saying yeah 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 he lived he was like oh cool i'm still alive i'm gonna do some more heroin yeah like that's so far gone that i don't even i it it's one of the worst stories i think i've ever heard it's pretty bad uh oh my god he probably woke up feeling like such shit yeah like needed to do you know like i gotta gotta get back on that white horse so he i think everybody was like oh my god this is unacceptable and I think he finally did realize after coming down from that this huge, massive dose of heroin yeah. that he uh, needed to go into treatment, and he did. And uh, after that, everybody went to treatment because yeah. it scared the shit out of them. They all thought he had died, so they were like, this is so real. Yeah. And I don't think anybody really had realized how bad his heroin addiction had gotten, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, they all, they all, all, they were all a mess and they were like, oh my God, we need to, we need help. So they all, they all stayed sober for a while, actually for a couple of years collectively. Yeah. They made their best, they made their best album, Dr. Feelgood, Mm -hmm. uh, their best like, uh, billboard charting album. Most commercially successful. yeah. Yeah. Number one. So, and it has a lot of good songs on it and like that it was like they were, they were having their moment. Yep. They, they, they were sober. Yeah. Imagine that. Um, yeah, but then they all started by the early nineties. They all just kind of slid right back into drinking and drugging. Yeah. Um, And then from there, they started getting wild again. They started fighting. Um, obviously that's what happens when everybody is all fucked up. Yeah. 
nobody can think straight. Everybody's pissed. And well, and I think they all got mad at Vince, right? Because he he technically fell off the wagon first. Yeah, and I think they got really upset at that. A lot of animosity there. So, but yeah. you know what? Everybody was just a mess. So, and instead of supporting him, he's like their friend. They all just like turned on him, which yeah. is fucked up. They were all just a total and complete mess. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens. I mean, when they were all, they were literally in their early 20s when they started this band in 1981. I think Tommy was 18, like, oh my God. or 19. So it's like none of them had the, had any kind of coping tools. They were, they were stuck in their early 20s, like, forever. Emo- emotionally, mentally, and just couldn't deal with anything so that's what happens when you do too many drugs when your brain's still developing and you start killing off all the brain cells it just stunts it (laughs) and then all and all your mind and all your experiences are like reinforced by your like quote-unquote good times so you want to keep that going so um and I don't doubt that they weren't weren't having fun but then it started to become not fun and then Yeah. yeah so they didn't know how to deal with that um and it's just a vicious cycle. So mm. Vince Neal eventually got booted out and he went solo. He, uh, I think, straightened up a little bit, but he did the song, You're Invited, But Your Friends Can't Come. Yeah. You know that song? I that's love a that good song. one. Yeah, that's it's a good really one. good. Um, and that's like, er, this is early 90s. I think he like had a, he had a kid. Like everybody started like getting married and doing their weird stuff. Um, yeah. But then... Uh, yeah, Vince's daughter died in 1995 from yeah. from cancer, which is really sad. So and sad. he was in, in a bad place again. But eventually, uh, Motley Crue, they had kind of moved on and um, they like... They replaced they did, him. They replaced him with another lead singer from another band who fucking sucked. It was Dude. so weird. And the fans hated it. Hated it. Um, which you can't do that. I feel like... You know, it's one thing, I guess, for, like, Queen to replace Freddie Mercury 30 years later with, like, Adam Lambert. It's still disgusting. Like, I'm like, no, no. why? Don't do that. But at least, it, I mean, Freddie's dead and, like, they're trying to keep the music alive. I'm like, okay. But it's like, when the band is still alive and it's like, yeah, they're just being dicks. It's like what what happened with Van Halen. Yeah. They replaced uh, a... To- uh, David Lee Roth. David David Lee Roth with uh, Sammy Hagar. Yeah. And like they kept going, but it was like, I don't know. It's like sad. And it's like, people don't like Sammy Hagar. I know. And then. So weird. Yeah. It's like, what what are you doing making these like basic bitch songs? Yeah. Fucking get Van Halen back together with David Lee Roth. I know. Well. (sighs) Anyway, so. Well, everybody hated it. (laughs) They tried to, they tried to put out a new album with this new lead singer (laughs) And it sucked, did not do well. Um, so then they got a new manager, and the manager convinced them to get Vince back on yeah. board after his, like, a five-year absence. Yeah. Um, and they they all got back together. Their first album back together sucked, though. <laughs> but they blamed that on their, their record label, Elektra, um, and they managed to leave Elektra with the rights to their own music and masters, which is super rare. Dude. That nobody gets that. It doesn't no. happen. I don't uh, even know who else 
has been able to do that. The Beatles haven't even been able to like no. the Beatles don't own their records. Uh CCR like it has had a really bad history with that. John Fogarty like doesn't own any songs he's written. It's crazy. Yeah, they they I don't know how they ma- managed to maintain control of their own content, but it's pretty remarkable that they were able to and they make that. money off that shit still because, like, a exactly. lot of their songs are used in movies still. And, like, oh, yeah. like, if you think about any kind of music that needs to be licensed, yeah, they they directly get paid right to them, their own bank accounts, not through a record label, and yeah. then they get a percentage of it. It is directly yeah. to them anytime their music is used. Yeah, crazy. Um, amazing. It's pretty big. That's a big deal. Um, I don't know how they managed to do that. Dude, I know. I'm like, is it, was this an accident? Because I don't think they were that savvy. <laughs> but I think maybe they were to some degree that they never, I don't know. Maybe when they sobered up, they were like actual, you know, I've, later, later or on. Or they just like, had a really good entertainment yeah, lawyer. I don't yeah, know. True. And manager. But yeah, they, they had a, this was a, all a very rough time. Uh, they were not, they weren't coming back really from this. Um, yeah. They all started having their individual problems. I, I, I mean, Nikki Six was a mess. Um, still, I yeah. don't know. I think he'd like sobered up. Vince Neal's like da- baby daughter had died, so he was a mess still. And Tommy Lee was getting in trouble for spousal abuse. Um, he went to prison. Yeah, he did. Um, and it's just the and Mick Mars had. He has like a a rare uh, degenerative bone disease uh, of the spine and hips, and he's had it since he was like a a teenager. Like he was diagnosed when I think he was seventeen, but that made it. It's very painful. So he was he like went through a very bad uh, episode where he just was like a recluse and was not doing well. So he was doing a lot of drugs to like numb the pain. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So everybody is just a mess. Yeah. So this is like around like l- like m- late mid to late 90s. This yeah. is all starting it just all just falls apart. Yeah. Um yeah, it's a bad time. But then in the but early then, 2000s there something was, happened. <laughs> something happened. Uh uh they pro- they probably wanted to make a little bit more money. And they got together and wrote a tell-all book. And I, like, in 2001 it came out. I remember reading this circle, like, 2002, 2003, which was mm-hmm. also coincided with uh, my, like, groupie phase. Because um, I was, like, super <laughs> into all this stuff. And I just remember, like, one, how disgusting their apartment was, which we talked about. Like, it was so disgusting. And then, two, how they spoke of and treated women. Because mm. they had nicknamed uh, Tommy's girlfriend at the time when they were, like, really, really young living in that gross apartment. Um, and this is all in the book that came out. Uh, they had nicknamed her Bullwinkle because I guess she was, like, maybe bigger and, like, not cute, which is so rude. And, like, Vince was trying to break her up. Uh, Vince was like, oh, Tommy, you should, like, break up with her. There's so many hotter chicks. And you can get, like such hotter chicks but tommy wouldn't break up with her because he he could this is alleged i i don't know how true this is but he could make her come across the room gross like like squirt i guess i mean not gross that people yeah. can do that but like that that's is the not reason, reason they're staying together they're it's so, so weird. fucking gross they're, they're so disgusting. fucking gross and then the other thing was they would this again uh, 
the the way they describe the women in this book is really like uh, pretty upsetting and it just makes i like should not have read that book at that time in my life too because it made me like think everyone was just talking shit about me like all the dudes behind my back but but uh they would they would fuck quote unquote fat chicks i i paraphrasing for things like getting to drive their cars like tommy lee once fucked a woman because she had a cool car and he wanted to drive it mm-hmm. and it's like i mean at the way that would be fine if it, if they weren't talking so awful about these women and like describing them as being so grotesque and stuff and it's like yeah. these are just women that were like enamored with the music and really loved the attention from these like rock gods at the time you know like that they were super into it's just kind of sad it's it, they're disgusting these, they're these disgusting. fucking guys are disgusting yeah but then uh, but then come to find out yesterday we were doing the research and talking about how things connect back to earlier episodes the guy who like co-wrote this book with them, their tell-all, uh, yeah, their tell-all. What's the name of it? Uh oh, fuck. Um, the dirt. Oh, the dirt. That's what it's called. It's like a Motley Crue tell-all, and they all have their own like chapters throughout, like telling stories and stuff. Um, it was co-written by Neil Strauss, who we talked about in the pickup artist uh episode because he wrote under a pseudonym a book about pickup artistry and becoming like the it's called the game we talked mm-hmm. about this and we've that talked episode. about this yeah oh my god and i was like no it's fucking all wonder. coming full circle because pickup artists want to be rock stars but they don't have the musical abilities so you know this piece of shit guy like got his way in there and probably loved all the attention he got and it's just disgusting. It was and such a it was such a gross symbiotic relationship for them to write this book with this guy. Yeah, so uh, gross. But it makes they, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. They were trying to stay relevant. This guy is just like such a fucking nerd, trying to figure out how to be a rock star. I don't know. Just and all. like pickup artistry is influenced directly from like this era and this type of music. I feel yep. like the mm-hmm. hair, the like flashiness, the leather, the weird hats. Like I feel like it's all like so interwoven into each other. Oh yeah. This is like the prototype for what they are trying to go for, like in yeah. terms of their aesthetic to attract women. Uh it's laughable. It's so gross. Uh, but yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to our episode about pickup artists. Oh my god, that's a good a good resource. Um, but yeah, this this tell all really got them all back together. Yeah, got them back into the the main spotlight again. Well, it's like, I oh, guess. look, we can make money. Pe- like, oh, look, we're kind of relevant. And people yeah. want us to, like, perform for them. So People were, like, kind of horrified, though, I think, by this book. <laughs> Dude. Which is, like, what it is. It's It's gross. so bad. It's, it's so bad. gross. I don't think I, I even finished it ever. Because you're now, like, ew. <laughs> just all the stuff about the house and, like, how, how they were, like, I feel like they were, like, fucking ladies to, like, get their rent paid and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was... It was rough. Yeah, it was it was a gross And then talking time. shit about them and being really mean. I know. It's so it's so icky. Yeah. Um but yeah, this got them to all like reunite and then they went on tour together in two thousand five 
and they've been back together and they so they've had multiple tours since then yeah um and they've been back together ever since they retired in 2015 uh, like officially though so i mean who knows who knows but uh, they're not looking that good no uh <laughs> we talked about this <laughs> i woof is again the theme of this show i i don't understand okay so we're gonna wrap this up in a little bit but yeah. this is my one of my final thoughts and feelings uh-huh. about this is i don't understand how these guys are still alive like i don't get it i i feel like i was like texting with you i was like i can't yeah. i can't learn any more about these fucking people anymore they're so it's making me feel gross yeah and i just don't understand how they're still alive i feel like they pickled themselves or something like it's so they've like disgusting they've legit like all of the alcohol has like somehow preserved like a formaldehyde i i (laughs) call this the keith richards effect yes um because if you do enough drugs and drink enough you bypass the health you somehow bypass all the negative health um mm. effects that will happen to you and you you enter this sweet spot of pickledness yeah um and you look like shit but somehow you're still alive it's a death becomes her situation it's death becomes her <laughs> it is uh, gross it's like the perfect mix of cigarettes jack daniels heroin uh yeah they should be doing experiments on these dudes i think so i but the fact that all four of them are still alive yeah um i mean What's his name? Uh, does have a degenerative disease, but that was before all of this. But he kind of like bounced back from it because he, yeah, he like did. stopped doing drugs, and then his manager like really cared about him as a human and was like, "Let's yeah. get you some help." And they like he does like therapy and things. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully it helps, but I don't know. They're they're unrecognizable. If you, oh god, I, this is I like Vince Neil for me was like super hot right when they first started and then you could see with like every subsequent like tour he looked a little more like sweaty and bloated yeah and like i don't know uh, he's been somewhat unrecognizable since the early 90s but like he looks how i would imagine you know the movie my girl like yeah if thomas J would have survived the The beehive (laughs) yeah in my girl like he would have been like all puffy and probably like and like shiny because you know how your skin oh gets like God. really. But except but like but also Thomas J. If he was an adult with long ass blonde hair who wears like a lot of zebra print and mascara, <laughs> that's that's what Vince okay. Neil looks like. Yeah, mm, I, I can see it. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, in their day they were like good looking dudes, but yeah, like it, it was like such a gradual decline after each tour. It was just like. They were more and more pickled. Somehow. Dude, more and more pickled and like bloated. Stop, like yeah. stop dyeing your hair jet black. Mm. It it is jarring. Like it it's too black. Yeah, it's obviously fake. It's, it's not real. Obviously fake. And like also that goes for your goatee. Mm. You cannot just ferment the shit out of your face and hope to look young. You it's there's something about like you need to embrace age at some point and this goes for everyone because you look weird and it is scary i mean do whatever you want but like realize that it's not looking genuine (laughs) well like but like maybe black isn't a great color anymore once you're like 
Yeah, maybe yeah. black is not the color when you're really pasty and bloated. Dude, go, you got to get good. No, it is not good. It is very sickly. And they all look like vampires, like scary mm. pickup artist vampires. Yeah. It's really it's really bad. They just yeah, they haven't aged well. It's really sad. I mean, this is what happens when yeah. you just like go really fucking hard for two decades really Dude, of I- life and don't slow down. Don't take care of yourself and I, like in the worst ways possible. Like, yeah, they just did everything. So, and also stop flat ironing your hair. You're, I want somebody to, I want somebody to like Photoshop what these guys look like without <gasps> all this hair. Oh my God. I or, wish I had or like with different skills. hair, with different yeah, hair, like, with like normal, like present day haircuts that yeah. are, you know, like tasteful salt and pepper like which is where what stage of life yeah, they are yeah, in yeah. now you know tommy like okay definitely their pubes are gray at this point oh my god yeah tommy lee definitely has the best haircut of anyone like mm-hmm. shape wise but also the scariest face maybe mm. um and also i i googled don't do this T- tommy 18 i mean tommy lee 2018 uh are you doing it no, I'm checking. <laughs> My battery is about to die. Oh, oh no. I Googled Tommy Lee 2018 and he uh, does not look great. Also, he's engaged, maybe already married to um, a, uh, a fucking Vine star, which that went away a, a while ago. So I don't know what else this lady's been doing. Um, Dude, who- which doesn't exist anymore. She's so fucking young. It's Creep City. And he looks, he looks even like closer to death next to her like he looks like less human and more waxy and just like yeah. hard living and he's probably back on, on the some bad drugs. stuff i think yeah. he's back on the bad stuff because i watched a video that you know like those cute little videos where it's like kids react and it's like the mute they would listen to music and it was kids reacting to motley Crue songs and he was he kept like he kept like licking his mouth ew and like Ew. Doing something weird, and I was like, "Is that a tick, or is he like on something?" Probably. I, I mean, I, yeah, your he looks brain waxy. His brain's probably all fucked up from all the drugs. I know. Probably I know. wires got crossed, and every time he blinks, his brain also like says to like lick his mouth or something. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Oh God, they really. This is a cautionary tale for all you young kids out there yeah. who want to be. Uh, Rock stars, sound SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what I would liken them to. Like uh, nowadays, like people like Lil Yachty got started on Instagram, and it's yeah. like kind of this like you know gorilla style way of becoming famous. That's kind of like how they did it. And now he's like super famous doing fucking Gucci flip flops with Bad Baby. <laughs> and like they're gonna rock it to the top of the world and the cash me outside girl yeah cash me outside danielle bergoli yeah Gucci i hate that we flops I-, I fucking love that song i, I don't hate know. that we know about all this stuff but yeah whatever. what are you gonna do i don't care i like that song and i i don't apologize <laughs> be careful don't don't be like motley crew you're gonna end up looking like tommy lee if you do yeah preserve yourself <laughs> but not by pickling it yeah <laughs> oh god all right. Party like a party like a rock star, age like a rock star. Oh, maybe not then. No. <laughs> uh, I'm still making up for some some bad mistakes from my my 20s, so 
My, the worst mistake I made was I was sober and I fell off a skateboard. And my hand hurts all the time still. Oh, so arthritis is plaguing yeah. you now. Mm. I think it's like arthritis slash a carpal tunnel. <laughs> and it's been compounded by the skateboard incident of 2013. Mm. All right. Well, well, that's all I got. Yeah. Thanks the, for listening. Uh, visit the website. You know, we said all that stuff up top. So up top, yeah. But yeah, follow just a self, reminder. Follow us on social media. Get a friend so, to listen. Yeah. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Leave a leave a a review. We have two one star reviews now. <gasps> you've seen those. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ratings. when you're great, we've people made hate. it. Yeah, yeah we've made it. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Well, um, I'll uh, catch you later. Everybody, be excellent. Cash me outside. Cash me outside. Have a bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, it's the cops.